traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Because, mm-hmm. like, while I was writing this book, my mother was dying of stage four cancer, lung and oh. bone. My son has mental illness. Yeah. Um, and I was pulled in so many directions. And the, the, the one thing that kept me sane was to just, I'm not giving up and I'm focusing on this goal. I don't care what happens. Hey, I hope you're enjoying the episode. I hate to interrupt, but I had to tell you about a community that I'm a part of. It's called The Morning Meetup. It's where hundreds of entrepreneurs gather every single morning. Look, we share ideas, we motivate each other, we share our successes. It's the perfect environment for you to not only grow as an individual, but as an entrepreneur. It's hosted by my mentor, David Shands. It's every day, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. It's no better way to start your day. Look, We've got a book club. Imagine hundreds of entrepreneurs reading the exact same book on the exact same chapter. You get to discuss that book and share your thoughts. It's very motivating. It empowers you. and You're ready to start your day. You get all of that for only one dollar. After that, it goes to seventy nine dollars a month. I have no doubts that you're going to want to stay and be a part of this community. Look, I'm there every single morning at a.m. The only thing we're missing is you. The link is in the description. Go ahead. Click the link. Try it out. Join the community. Look forward to seeing you in the morning. Welcome to Success Leaves Clues podcast, where I find regular people doing extraordinary and phenomenal things in corporate America and entrepreneurship. And of course, I'm your host, Dr. K. I have with me today the renowned author, Judith Maynard. Thank you for joining me. (laughs) Author of Revealing, oh, From Revealing to Healing. There it is, revealing the hearing right there on the screen. If you are on the audio version, you will be able to uh, check the link in the description and it'll direct you right to the book. Yes. Um, Judith, introduce yourself to us and, and, and tell us a little bit about your book. Well, again, my name is Judith Maynard, and I am originally from Motown, Detroit City <laughs> in Michigan, um, a West Side girl, and I've always had a love for poetry and short stories. I'm a bit of a cool nerd. So um, I've always had it in me to do things that are artsy, crafty. I mean, I was Mm -hmm. narrating plays when I was five years old. I do impressions. Um, I'm all about tapping into your gifts. And when you do that, I believe you're leading yourself down the journey that God purposed for you. So mm, yeah. um, I enjoy writing. It is like therapy. 
And I love talking to people. I love people. Well, awesome. And um, I appreciate your time and, and thanks for sharing everything with us. And um, so, so tell me a little bit about that first play. Can you remember, you know, getting into that? Yeah, first I can go back. Production? That first play, there was a comedian called Lily Tomlin. Uh-huh. And she used to do this skit. And she would talk like this and she'd say, my name is Edith Ann and this is a story I'd like to tell you right here. And I would do that at five years old. I was able to do it. And, excuse me, and it was like, it just took off from there because Mm -hmm. like, I don't have stage fright. I will talk in front of anyone. Um, I feel like anything I say in front of the good Lord, the most high, I can talk to people about anything. You know, Um, but I've been um, a voracious reader, um, Mm. have always had a huge imagination and love the spotlight. Wow. So when when did you transition from, you know, doing things like plays into writing? Because I I know you love writing and reading both. Well, you know, my life took some real. unsavory turns in my early twenties and thirties. You're looking at a person who recovered from a crack addiction, um, alcoholism. uh, Oh my God, God took me. And I mean, he just, he, I was made over and because I was willing and I am fearless. I decided that I deserve better. I'm worth more. And so um, I started a business in Detroit called the Shine Queen. And so I was like a private contractor for the Detroit Police Department. And I shined shoes for 27 years. I just created a business. And in 2018, I had bought a new car. And when I went to start it up, it wouldn't start because it was 14 below zero. Uh-huh. And I had some friends that lived in Arizona and they said, honey, you can come on out here. You ain't got to deal with that. I said, in one year, I'm leaving. So almost three years ago, I moved out here and my life transcended into something that I never expected. Um, during the pandemic, I was so um I was so alone because I was by myself. I came out here. My family's 2000 miles away and it was just put in my head, start writing poetry. So I did. But but something caught me. You, you had a business already. So before you got into that, you had this business for, you said 20 years, 27 years, 27 years. So something that kind of caught me off guard is, you you had some issues with with some drug addiction, mm-hmm. but then you start a business at a police station, or at least working with police officers. That the whole department. The whole department. Yes, how I was, was making crazy money, but how money is getting everything. Into, no, I know, I know the money's not everything, but how was it building that relationship with police officers that most people who are either selling or doing drugs don't want to be associated with police officers? So once you you're cleaned up, right? And, and it now was you're... a favor of God. Mm. I mean, because it was not something that I had planned. And like you said, being in the lifestyle that I was in, I was not trying to be friends with the police. But right. 
because I had such a skill that they needed, um, God blessed me with a son. Mm-hmm. And after I had my son, my life changed like 360 degrees. And so I decided to, um, I wanted to build my own business because I, I just was not that regular nine to five, quote unquote, girl. I'm just not that girl. Yeah. So conventional jobs, they didn't really work for me. So I had to create something uh, that would sustain me and that I enjoyed doing. And I did just that. But how, how did you find out that you had a talent or even wanted to shine shoes? I was in the military. Mm. Yes. branch? Army. Oh. I was in the army too. <laughs> Thank I you was for 71 service. Lima, but I was attached to the oh. 101st MP company. So okay. it was like, that's a police uh, yeah. in itself. And um, I blended in with them so well. Yeah. It was like, um, it was just so uncanny and ironic how we just, we just gelled and I got along with them and they loved me. And yeah. when I ETS, when I, when I got out the service, um, I was like, what am I going to do? And I, I tried, you know, odd jobs, how we do. Yeah. And none of that worked for me. It just traditionally was not for me. So being that I got a creative mind, I created something for myself that turned into a legacy because no other black woman in the history of Detroit has ever set up businesses inside the precincts. I had chairs, shine chairs. Wow. Set up in the precincts. And it was a gold mine. It was wonderful. But somebody showed me another opportunity and I'm a risk taker. Okay. And I was tired of the cold weather. I said, I'm moving out west. And I to just Arizona, out to Arizona you said, right? Yes. Mm. And how long ago was that? That will be it'll be three years, April the second, next month. What was the transition like? Oh, I left all of my furniture. I yeah. packed up my car, had it sent, transported, mm-hmm. and I bought my son and myself a one-way ticket. And we ended up sleeping on my best friend's couch for like two weeks. And I said, this is not me. So um, we started looking for apartments and I I found this wonderful condo and it was available. And I had just got my, um, my disability upgrade from the VA. It was amazing how everything just when you step out on faith and you're on your path, on your journey. Oh, my God. The doors are open. And so I just I just moved forward and things just started open up for me. You talk about faith. And I noticed in in, in that transition, you bought a one way ticket. What was it about this transition that you knew a one way ticket was going to be the answer? Because I said, I'm not coming back <laughs> to Detroit. <laughs> I'm through with the snow. Yeah. I was through with, with the cold weather and the, the dismal attitudes of the people. It was like a 
dark cloud and mm. there was so much crime and and just disenfranchised people and i said this is not for me god yeah. has purposed me to do something great there's something great inside me i could just feel it and so that opportunity was made for me uh-huh. and i just said i'm doing it yeah. and when i came out here i had like twenty two hundred dollars in my pocket yeah and I'm telling you, I just I took a leap of faith and it turned out to be the best decision of my life. How's your son taking it? How does he like Arizona? My my son, unfortunately, has mental illness. Mm-hmm. So he is happy to be wherever mom is. Okay. I'm, his, I'm his legal guardian and I, I had it. I had to have him placed because sometimes um the voices in his head would cause him to become violent mm-hmm. and i'm about 52 i weigh about 130 pounds yeah. and <laughs> if the wind blows hard <laughs> it'll <laughs> knock me over so i yeah. said i can't put myself in this position so i had him placed in a beautiful place it is a mm-hmm. beautiful place and i take care of all of his business and I buy his clothes and hygiene products and, you know, I'm, st- I'm just mom forever. He's right. 31 and okay. he's my baby forever. Wherever I go, he goes. Yeah. So, so from living, well, no, not living, but sleeping on the couch at your friends for a moment. And you, you said you just realized that something was burning in you, that that's not you and that's not where you needed to be. No, I, I knew that wasn't me because I am used to being an independent woman on my own. I raised my son as a single woman yeah. and um, I knew that he was used to having his own room and I needed my own space. So with me getting a uh, upgrade with the VA mm-hmm. and I am not a procrastinator, I said, let's get out here and find me a place. Yeah. And I'm like, if you get out there and believe something and do the work, you're going to get what you want. And in two weeks, I was in a beautiful condo. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Yeah, it was. It, it was. It was like from a storybook because I had no idea how I was going to do anything. I didn't even really have a, a a plan per se. Yeah. But I planned on moving. And I say, God, this is a few. <laughs> so I'm gonna let you figure it out, but I'm gonna move. And that's I love what that, Judah. <laughs> I didn't have a plan, but I planned on moving. That's it. I love it. And that's how's, it, how's your condo um for, for being a creative space? Do you do a lot of your work and a lot of your writing in, in the condo, or do you like to yes. go out somewhere else? I, I do, and sometimes I mean I'll go out to a park. Yeah. And just sit and soak up the atmosphere. But I uh, am living by myself for the first time in 31 years. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I am so excited about being on my own because I had a roommate <laughs> yeah. for so long. And I said, you know, I turned the TV off and I turned my phone off. And it was like the words were just. They were just coming from out of nowhere. And I was I was amazed at the things that I was writing myself. And I was like, God, where is this? Where is this going? Because my intentions initially was not to write a book. 
Okay. But I knew I had the talent to write because I love poetry. Yeah. And so I just said, well, you know what? I'm just going to do something different and see what happens. And I just took a risk. And yesterday um, I was number one on the new releases on Amazon. Hey, oh my congratulations. God. Thank you. It was, oh my God, it was so mind blowing. I was yeah. like, oh my God, you got to be kidding. My publisher, she was texting me like, do you know what your, where your numbers are at? Do you know that your book is number one? I'm like, oh my God. It was just, it was phenomenal. I, I mean, I can't even express to you the joy because mm-hmm. like while I was writing this book, my mother was dying of stage four cancer, lung and oh. bone. My son has mental illness. Yeah. Um, and I was pulled in so many directions. And the, the the one thing that kept me sane was to just, I'm not giving up and I'm focusing on this goal. I don't care what happens. Yeah. I mean, I was home in Detroit every other month. I drained my savings. I spent every stimulus check mm. um, because I had to come home and see about my mom. Yeah. But I would come back and I would just seclude myself from the world and I would write continuously. And next thing you know, I had a whole book. And the first time a publishing company accepted my manuscript. They sent me this 23 page contract. Now I have no legal knowledge. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm looking over this. And I said, this looks like a recipe for disaster. I'm not going to name the company, but if you're about to write a book and someone sends you a contract with that many pages, I suggest you look for legal assistance because if I would have rushed in just off the, you know, that, that temporary happy euphoria, Oh, someone accepted my manuscript. I would have been screwed. I would have signed away my rights Yeah, and they would have got most of the proceeds that the book would have made from the purchases. So I learned about finding um, a, a publishing company. Well, I I actually got published through Dean Diaries, okay. and she is a young woman, uh, a sister of color. She's a single mom, mm. and she is one of the most remarkable people I have ever met in my life. And we both said that we were praying. At the same time, I was like, Lord, lead me to a publisher that won't scam me and take all (laughs) my coins. And she was like, lead me to an author who is not, you know, superficial and just trying to, you know, sell a book. I want to inspire. I want people to know that no matter what's going on around you, stay focused. Your dream will happen, especially if you take the time to get by yourself and -hmm. listen to that calming voice that says, this is what you're supposed to do. But if you're surrounded by people and all types of people be like, 
you ain't no author. What you gonna write a book about? I mean, you know, you got naysayers. Oh yeah. All the time. So, but everything you everything you try to do in life, you're gonna have people who are naysayers. And and you're talking about um staying focused. You're talking about uh getting rid of the distractions. And I noticed that during your time, even though you had some, you know, some some health issues, you know. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. With your mother and, and she's going through some things. You, you still isolated yourself and a lot of people struggle with being alone and a lot of people struggle with getting rid of the, getting rid of distractions. Yes. And, and, and what is it that um, I mean, how did you learn to just not not necessarily be alone, but rid yourself of distractions? Well, you know what? I had to really. I had to really focus and have a sincere relationship Mm -hmm. with myself. I had to get with me, unresolved issues, things that had happened to me in the past. Um, I was faced with dealing with me. Yeah. And in the course of doing that, um, I didn't die. (laughs) So, because I'm still here. And um, I ended up uh, just getting rid of certain issues, like certain things that used to bother me. They don't bother me anymore. I was yeah. so afraid of being alone, but I was put in a position to be alone, to deal with my issues and some a creative spirit just took over. Yeah. And I began to write things that I was like, where did this come from? And I would just. Yeah, just being moved and allowing allowing that artistic talent to flow. It Well, you know, it's kind of hard to put to words because Mm -hmm. I got real still. I did do some meditation Mm -hmm. and I tried to get like totally centered and and just, just totally quiet. And think, 
you know, what are my issues? What am I faced with? What are my fears? Because eight months ago, I couldn't even navigate on the computer. Yeah, it, it's it's like. So how did um, you get past that hurdle? I had to face a fear or I was going to be left in the dark ages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like yeah. they don't take paper manuscripts when you're submitting them to publishers. So mm-hmm. it was like learn to navigate or you're not even going to be able to even step close to your dream. So yeah. I just had a made up mind. I said, you're going to face this because I, people were like, how do you not have a laptop? How do you not have a desktop? And I was yeah. like, I work with my hands. I don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But on the inside, it was like I was intimidated because I didn't understand the concept of the the, the technology. But yeah. once I cast that fear aside and just made up my mind, hey, I'm doing this. I can do this. I'm not letting this defeat me. I just, I kind of got an east side attitude. For like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, right. and everything, like, You're I'm not taking me this. down. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what happened. I took a course. Yeah. And matter of fact, one of my cousins taught me the course. And then I joined a group called the Freedom Equity Group, which is a financial service agency. And I got my Arizona State insurance license at the same time. Man, you, you was working on you. Yes. Getting there. Yes. Any I means said. necessary. No distractions. And then my mom passed. She passed away September the 1st. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. 2021. And I yeah. was like, because my mom was like, if anything went wrong in my life, like financially, I could pick up the phone and be like, Ma, I got a problem. And yeah. she would take care of it. Yeah. But she was gone. And I was like, okay, you have to figure out how to, how to handle your own business. Yeah. And it was like, figure it out or you're just going to lose at life. And I'm a winner. So that wasn't that wasn't an option. So I just got busy. Mm. So the title of your book, Revealing to Healing, a poetic journey from wounds to wisdom. That is an amazing title. Probably one of the top reasons you are a number one um, seller. Thank you. Did, did the title come first or did the, the manuscript, the book come first? The, I, all the poems came first. Mm-hmm. And I talked to other authors because I didn't even know how to put the poems in the proper format. I was so green. But yeah. because there were um, some unselfish people that had a desire to see me succeed as well, they and I was so open about not knowing. Some people are afraid to say, "Oh, I don't know." But if if you're not honest with yourself, you can miss out. So yeah. I just I got real, real transparent. It was like, "Okay, I'm green. I don't know what I'm doing. Help!" And yeah. so um, I had a title in mind, 
but it just wasn't as catchy. And then I started putting some things together from ideas that I heard and then boom, the title came. And it was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I, I said, I am going on the bestsellers list. And I Hey, now we got to focus on staying on the bestsellers list. Yes. We want to make sure everybody knows that they need to get a copy of the book. It's so inspirational and it deals, it deals with trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my poems is called there, uh, on the other side of hard is success. Mm-hmm. Um, I have poems called My Ancestors, Confidence Through Believing, Black Queen, uh, Brother I See You, Black American Blues. Um, There are so many uplifting, but I didn't make it like rigid and I didn't make it like I was playing the blame game. Like somebody, I'm not like, I'm not asking for reparations. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But I, I want to enlighten and educate yeah. people because some people don't know our blight because yeah. history hasn't been completely honest. Yes, and fact. so I decided to mm. write a book on with poetry from my perspective, how I see it. And, yeah. and that's what I did. And the so, words came from God, and I just I, just I don't follow through, and I'm working on a second book. Congratulations! I can't wait for that one as well. Ooh, um, that one gonna do something. Too. It's gonna do some damage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. So I don't want to spoil anything. Um, not asking you to read the poem, but I do want to understand one of the titles that stood out to me. Um, on the other side of hard is success. Oh, I'll read that to you right quick. That I I don't have a problem with reading that. Let me see. Okay, that's page 75. I'm so glad you asked me to. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> you have to excuse me. I got a little sinuses. It's a little dry out here, and the weather is changing. You sound um, great. Thank you. On the other side of hard is success. Anything and everything worthwhile is subject to a test. Facing many obstacles on this road, distracting added stress, yet continuing on will one day find the hidden treasure chest. Easy is not a possibility filled with sleepless nights awaiting the manifest. Although moving forward, staying focused, continuing to confess. Victory is mine. It's happening in God's time. Won't settle for less. Climbing mountains, reaching with strength and finesse. A no is a step closer to a yes. Refusing to be defeated as long as I rise in the morning, I'm blessed. My past gave me courage with endurance, like a lion roaring, doing what's best. Experience taught me lessons in faith I know without having to guess. What I envision, I look towards the goal, ignoring the mess. Let's turn this. Situations requiring all your muscle, beyond the limit, relentlessness. Outlook may be vague, keeping your hustle, definitely possessing greatness. 
Not moved by a difficult struggle, just keep trusting in who has kept me blessed. Be steadfast, unwavering, looking forward to unbridled, complete happiness. On the other side of hard is success. Come on, Judith. Come on. I love it. Hey, w- one of the lines in there, uh, Victory is Mine. That's one of my favorite songs from church. I, yes, I love indeed. It. For all of <laughs> Victory us. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory is mine today. Yes. Love it. Absolutely. That is a beautiful poem and, and very uh, inspiring. I love it. Thank love you it. so much. I, if that's a preview to the rest of the book, <laughs> I can't wait. Man, I'm telling you, it it was like writing it was therapeutic. Yeah. I was able to release some things. I was able to get past some things, get over some things. Mm-hmm. And I had to realize that the harder the struggle, the greater the reward. So with that, I just decided I'm in charge. This is my life and I'm going to make the best of it. So I just, I just followed the plan that was set before me. And now I'm a winner. (laughs) Now I'm a winner. (laughs) If it was, if it was a way that you could share with people how to get out of their own head so that they too can become winners. What what would you say to them? (sighs) Well, first I would tell them, get honest with their self Mm -hmm. and find someone that you trust who can be objective and is not judgmental and talk about your pain, talk about your struggles and face them. Most times we have a fear of facing our issues, but the actual fear itself is greater than the thing that we're avoiding. And that's what I found to be true. Once I face the fear of this, this is a computer. This is a thing. It's not going (laughs) to eat me, (laughs) but I swore up and down it would. (laughs) But once I faced it, I wrote a book. I joined a business. I, matter of fact, I, like I said, I just got a promotion in the agency yeah. and I've been with the company since uh, August of 2021. And now I'm a divisional manager. I've recruited people. Uh, I've met the requirements. Um, I, I took a course for computers and I'm 56 years old. Next weekend is my birthday. And I will oh. be in the culinary dropout in Scottsdale. If you're there around <laughs> 730, come to my table and party with me. <laughs> Dude, you make me want to fly to Scottsdale. Come on out, <laughs> so I want to be there. My family. All right. We will do we will do you right. Yes. You have such an amazing story. It's just victory over victory and success after success um, all along your life and all throughout your journey. And a lot of it has to do with you uh, stepping out on faith and not having uh, any, any bondage and fear. Absolutely. You know, it's just it's just amazing, um, you know, hearing the businesses you've started, the accomplishments, 
Um, even the uh, the faith that it took for you to move huh. is is incredibly inspiring because I have family members that have never left the city they were born in. You know, so it's I was terrified though. Yeah, but I wasn't filled with fear. You can be scared mm-hmm. and keep moving, mm-hmm. but fear paralyzes. And I'm not that girl because yeah. I believe what Second Timothy says. He has not given me the spirit of fear, but of love, strength, and a sound mind. And (laughs) I took that and created this Mm. because I followed him who created me. Everything that's in me was given. So I took it and I tapped into it. And when I began to believe in myself, oh, I turned into something. I'm not the same girl I was three years ago. I love it. Me too. <laughs> I love it. I, I I can't say that I wouldn't have uh, wanted to know you three years ago, but I love this version. I love the energy. I love your spirit. Bless your heart and all your parts. <laughs> it's incredible. Um, so I have something that I like to do on the show. It's called Success Leads Clues Podcast. Okay. So I like to point out a couple of clues that I noticed throughout the show. And then I'm quite sure the audience will pick up on a lot of other things and uh, be able to apply those things to their life. And so we've already touched on one that really stands out to me is is faith. And um, I think without faith, you can't do anything. I mean, you have to have faith to sit in a chair. You may not want to acknowledge God in that, but you you have to have faith in order to move forward and be successful. You got to believe in something greater than your own ability. Yes. Yeah. I noticed um, that you're not afraid to say you don't know. And asking those questions allows people to come into your life, build those relationships, help you out, and so that you can become uh, more successful. None of us are great at everything. No. So we have weaknesses and we have to uh, get get outside help. We want to be successful. Yes. You have to, You in order to be reachable, you have to be teachable. And I learned that from my coach, from the Freedom Equity Group. Her name is Terry Alford, and yeah. she is a living firecracker. Mm. And I try to tell her, girl, I'm not as young as you. <laughs> I can't move that fast. Slow down. Jim Shoe, you're moving too fast. <laughs> but I still do everything that I'm instructed. If you can follow instructions yeah. and have faith, you can have anything you want. Believe it. Yes. And one more key thing that I wanted to point out is your ability to remove distractions. And, you know, whether whether that be isolating yourself and being in um, you know solitude for a temporary amount of time. But we have so many distractions. You talk about the technology that, you know, you didn't really want to get into. But that is a huge distraction. And we've got social media. We've got television. We've got uh, family naysayers, like you said, telling you that you can't do certain things. You're not a writer. When who are they to tell you you're not a writer? <laughs> when you're an incredible author, you proved them all wrong, right? Yeah. So <laughs> have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm trying to increase my haters. Like Cat Williams said, if I get 24 more haters <laughs> by spring, I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm doing good. There you go. Hey, well, we're going to make sure you get a few more because if they watch this, they're going to be hating on you. Uh, well, good. I hope they learned something. Good. Well, we're gonna get some. We're gonna get some fans and some 
and some family along the way as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I changed my circle. Yeah. And that's what people have to do. You have to get people that are willing to celebrate you. Mm-hmm. And you have to get people that are willing to support you when you are not at your best. And yeah. the people that support and celebrate celebrate me, they saw me at my worst and my best. And in mm-hmm. between time, they never left. That's great to have around. And I didn't mean to make that rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> it's what you do. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's what I do. <laughs> it's what you do. But it, it, it was good. I appreciate that. Uh, it's um, Thank you for your time. Thank you for uh, joining me. And thanks for sharing with the audience, uh, you know, so much great inspiration. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I had prayed and said, I want to be on a podcast. I want to inspire, encourage somebody, Mm. because if I can do it, anybody can do it. Yes. Well, I want to remind I want to remind everyone out there, if you can dream it, you can achieve it until next time on Success Leaves Clues podcast. Yes. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.